The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your boy, young late afternoon recording this podcast, aka, yes I just fell asleep downstairs unintentionally when I didn't mean to for half an hour because I was going to record this podcast as soon as I got home from doing all my errands, longest nickname in the world, aka, Mr. Short Intake of Breath, a.k.a. went to get my hair cut today but realised the barber was closed, so yes, I'm wearing a hairband, and yes, I look like a young Gareth Bale, a.k.a. Mr. had a meeting with the production team this morning and we realised the project probably wasn't best for me, and I gave on the names of some of my friends because I want to see all my team win and succeed, a.k.a. Mr. Two stories for you, this podcast, a.k.a. Mr. I wasn't fired up for recording this podcast, but as soon as I've pressed record, suddenly I feel like I've taken two lines of cocaine, a.k.a. It's your fucking boy, Mr. Jack Fox. And it's time for another episode of Tired Inspired. My, 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 how the weeks fly by, how time flies by when we're having fun and getting old and closer and closer to death. How's it, Cam? Hope you're all right out there. <laughs> I feel, you know, you know when you can tell somebody's smiling when they speak, like when you hear somebody, um, speak on a, I don't know, anything, and you can just hear, like, they've got a smile on their face, I feel like, oh, terrible, terrible, so professional, so professional, hey, I fell asleep downstairs, I told you, um, I feel like I'm, I've got a smile on my face, and I don't really know why, I think I'm so tired that I'm, I've gone into, like, loopy mode, uh, the weeks are flying by, uh, I can't believe this is, this, like, two, I recorded that episode with my mum two weeks ago, fucking hell. Uh, had a f- bit of a weird uh, weekend of gigs and stuff. For starters, one of the one of the two Chili Peppers gigs that I had booked in was cancelled. Uh, so your boy's out of pocket, but it's fine because he makes it up in other ways. We collect those racks, those pounds, those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna turn myself up a little bit here. Uh, on Thursday, I had the illustrious gig of a lifetime. The illustrious gig that every comedian, you are told about this on the way up, and you are told that this might actually be the peak, and from here on it's all downwards. On Thursday night, the illustrious comedian gig of a lifetime, I opened the show at, oh, you're all sitting down, 
Zabatista's Burrito Bar in Newcastle Central Station. Now, I know that's a shock coming from me, your boy, your humble boy, Jack Fox. I opened the show in a fucking burrito bar. And I know that for some people, that might be the pinnacle of their career. Yes, I have recorded at Abbey Road. Yes, I have played at the Cavern Club. Yes, I've played shows in France. Yes, I've played many shows in London over different varying genres of music and comedy and rap. But have I played in a Mexican burrito bar in Newcastle City Centre. Well, if you asked me before last Thursday, the answer would have been no, I haven't. But now, that's ticked off the fucking bucket list. And also, I am aware, you, loyal listener of Tired Inspired, are sitting there asking yourself a question. Jack, was this show in Zabatista's burrito bar in Newcastle City Centre was it in a well-lit environment? Maybe somewhere where the people on the street walking past could see there was a show happening. Or was this show in the basement of a Mexican burrito restaurant at Central Station, Newcastle? And let me tell you, loyal listener, this show was, in fact, in the basement of a burrito bar in Newcastle City Centre. Nevertheless, it was a good time had by all my good friend Kayvan Kazri who's a very funny man, very, he's one of these guys, you know what I'm, sp- I'm speaking about, you can just tell some people are smiling, K-Van's always smiling, always laughing, I just, because I know him so well, I just kind of look at him and just laugh, because he's about, whenever you see him, he's about to say something ridiculous, he's just one of those guys, Um, now here is the clinker, as Mark Norman would say, I am a stickler, for a burrito, love a burrito, I'm sure I documented this very well, in fact, I even named a episode of this here podcast after Chipotle in America, Chipotle versus Greg's, when I go to America, I love Chipotle, same as Christina's brother Joe also loves Chipotle, we are one of the same, I'm a suck, put anything in a, in a warm wrap, put anything in a warm tortilla, and you've, you've, you've bought us, right, I'm yours, so I'm thinking I'm going to do the gig, I'm going to tell my jokes. It's going to be a nice audience. Your boy's going to collect those racks, pounds, the Nero's as well. And in the back of my head, this is really the crux of being a comedian on the northeast scene. I'm thinking I might be able to get a free burrito out of this. As well as collecting the bags, the checks, the Nero's, the pounds, the dollars, the euros. Sure enough, I get to the, I'm reluctant to say venue, I get to the restaurant and I'm instructed to go downstairs. Fair enough. And I get downstairs. And I'm looking for Kayvan. He's busy. He's talking to some audience members. He's setting up the thing. And I'm like, I don't want to bother the guy. I'll just leave him fine. And then fellow comedian Matthew Wheelwright, a very handsome, tall gentleman, comes over with burrito, chips, and a drink in hand. Now, already, hopes are up. And without even asking me, Matthew Wheelwright, this is how you know this guy's a comedian, Matthew Weaver. He's asking me how I'm doing. Did I find the venue okay? Am I looking forward to the gig? Have I got anybody coming? He says to me with a mouthful of chips. Free burrito upstairs if you want one. Oh, Matthew. My guy. Mr. Wheelwright. Cutting to the fucking clip of the thing. To the... To the straight to the point, my fucking guy. Now, there's one thing you should know about me, ladies and gentlemen. 
I don't really like eating food before I go on stage, especially when I'm telling jokes, because the acid reflux get in the way. And I feel like maybe I'm of a certain age where if I meet, eat a meal, I might want to lie down afterwards. I'm a man of a certain age, of a certain body build. Maybe if I eat burrito chips and have a drink of that fuck liquid gold Pepsi Max, I might want a little lie down after I've ate. So then, hopes are at a 10 out of 10. Free burrito, comedy night in a fucking basement, pinnacle of my career, collecting the bags, checks, racks, De Niro. I see Kayvan walking towards me and Matthew to say hello, to say what's up, thanks for doing my show. And I say to Kayvan, mate, there's rumours, acts, getting a free burrito. Kayvan then, Confirms these rumours. I miss. No bother. Free burrito. Chips. Drink. The whole ordeal. Whenever you like. And I say, mate, that's fucking amazing. Do you think there's any way the kitchen could stay open until after I've been on? Because I'm on first. Kitchen's going to close at eight. Show starts at eight. The venue's staying open. I'm only doing 15 minutes. Can I get on? Can I get off? Can I get my burrito? Can I? Then I've finished work for the night. I've fucking lit the room on fire. Brought the house down. I want to kick back with the burrito. I want to watch Matthew Reelwright. I want to watch two of the other acts from Stockton I forgot the name of because they're quite new and I've never met them before. And then I want to watch Deej Paxton. And then I want to watch Kayvan Kazri do his MC and duties. And I realise I've almost spoken about 10 minutes on this particular subject. So then what happens? I think I'm going to go on, I'm going to do my jokes, and I'm going to come off and I'm going to run off stage, directly upstairs, get a burrito. And ladies and gentlemen, what do you think happened? I do my set. Goes well. The room's shaking, I haven't quite fucking roofed it. The room's shaking, it's tipping, it's a Thursday night, we're in the basement of a burrito bowl, what the fuck do you expect from me? I do my thing, round of applause. In fact, Mebbies didn't really want to say this, but was the only actor getting an applause break on the night. But I didn't want to say that, it's none of my business, what is it there, join me now? I do my time. Thank you very much ladies and gentlemen, you've been lovely. I've been Jack Fox, enjoy the rest of the evening. Walk upstairs, shake hands with Kayvon, straight out the door, straight upstairs. It's quarter past eight. Kitchen should still be open. I've been full. Kitchen should be open. Get upstairs. Are you still serving food? Kitchen's closed. Kitchen's closed. I was informed I would be able to have a burrito after I told my jokes. Kitchen's closed. The tragedy of the free burrito strikes. And now it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode of Tired and Inspired is brought to you by eating before you leave the house. Do you work crazy hours? Are your days upside down? Put something in a tortilla wrap and eat it before you leave the house 
instead of being a cheap bastard and expect free food when you get there. Talk about learning your lessons the hard way, huh? All right, while I've got you here, some big old gigs coming up. Uh, most notably on the 22nd, next Wednesday, I am headlining Red Raw at the stand in Newcastle. Can't believe it myself, but it'll be really fun. Uh, always a good night at Red Raw. Uh, the Chilipinos are uh, this Friday. We are in Crook in Durham at the Crook Hotel. And then on the 24th of Friday after, we are at Wardle's Pub in Heaven. But on the 22nd, I'm headlining Red Raw. Come out, baby. Come see a show. Yay. So now what? Now what? I know what you're thinking. The emotional roller coaster we have been on today. In the back of my head, all day I'm thinking... Jack, you're going to get these racks. You're going to make these people laugh. We're going to get this back, all right? We understand how this works. You know how these things go when you do a gig, you roof gigs, you're very well. The jokes are going to land, everything's going to be fine. And you're going to get this back and collect these racks. But also, there's a slight chance of a free burrito. That's, that's all happening in the back of my head. Free burrito, free burrito, free burrito, free burrito. And I get there, the first... Comedian, I see the first interaction I have with a comedian at a show, Matthew Wheelwright, free burritos upstairs. Then, that's I'm still I still take that with a pinch of salt unless I hear it from the guy's mouth. Caveman himself, who's put this gig on and organized it himself, still take that with a pinch of salt. And then says, "Yes, sure." And then he even 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 fucking even fucking does goes one further and says, "Go on, do the show, and then get one afterwards." False promises. So, I had to do what any man in my situation would do at that point. I'm at Central Station, Newcastle. If you know Central Station, if you know that area very well. I had to beat the short walk around the corner to Subway. Sometimes you just got to do it. I got my sub picked out. I get the salad on, I get the thing on, I get the, I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to get the fucking drink with it, you know what fucking drink we had to go with, let's say it together, one, two, three, Pepsi Max, the only sip that counts, thank you very much, and then we get to the till, we get to the most exciting, arguably the most exciting part of a Subway is the cookies they have on offer, now you could buy one cookie for 79 pence, sure, you could do that if you're a little fucking bitch and you were brought up as being a little fucking bitch. Or you could grab a hold of your fucking balls in your pants and pay £1.19 and get three cookies. And also, you could not be a fucking idiot and you could pick out the white macadamia nut cookies. And yes, while I said that, I was holding them gun fingers, even though you can't see it. That's how passionately I feel about these white macadamia nut cookies in Subway. Now, am I already on an emotional roller coaster from the free burrito incident? Yes. Are tensions running high? Have I got adrenaline coursing through my body because I just half roofed a gig in the basement of a Mexican burrito bar? All of this we know is true. Am I at the 
on the the home stretch for finally getting something to eat the day in that of a Subway sandwich and a Pepsi Max that only sip that counts? And do I want to treat myself to three macadamia cookies? And do I ask the guy behind the counter, excuse me, mate, before you ring all that up, put three of those fucking white macadamia cookies in a bag and slide them over to me? And does he say, excellent shout, mate, no bother. By the way, your hair is looking like a young buzzy, is it? And I was like, all right, mate, I appreciate that, but fucking get on with it, will you? Give me some cookies right now. And then he says, cookies, is it? And I said, yes, mate. Yes, please, thank you. And then he says, did you ask for the double chocolate chip cookies? And then I said, yep. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, I said the, yeah, the uh, just uh, not the macadamia, not what, just the double, yeah, the double chocolate. I in my lifetime have never willingly picked out double chocolate chip cookies. Too much chocolate for me. I like a milk chocolate cookie. I like a white chocolate cookie. I don't like the double chocolate chip cookies. However, this gentleman behind the counter at Subway misheard us. I couldn't correct him, even though. I have just spoke to a room filled, standing room only, at the basement of a Mexican burrito bar. I have told them all about my life, my secrets, and mostly wanking and 9-11 jokes. I could not correct this gentleman into giving me what will be the crowning moment of my subway order. Couldn't do it. And that, ladies and gentlemen... Is where this emotional roller coaster comes to a halt as we now realize I have some sort of mental illness. <laughs> Why do you listen to this podcast? Hopefully, you listen to this podcast while doing something else so it's not a waste of your time. The emotional roller coaster. And look, we're 17 minutes into this podcast. And the funny thing is, that's only one of the two stories I had to tell you that happened to me at my gigs this week. So strap in as I take another little sip of water here. Not Pepsi Max, because I'm professional. Take a sip of water. We'll save the pet. We'll savor the Pepsi Max, all right? Also, I should say, in all seriousness, thanks to everybody that came out to uh, K-Van's gig uh, at Zabatista's. Uh, special thanks to uh, Dom, AP3, who came through, who also told me to listen to this podcast. Shout out to Dom. And if you listen to it at work when you're driving, drive safe. Uh, Carl, TC, Eddie, um, and the other people, I mean, they can vouch for me. There was standing room only. The gig was fucking packed, and I did okay. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Cut there. Take two. Oh, let me just adjust this microphone slightly. The second gig I had Friday night. Ah, oh, the microphone. I need a new fucking mic stand. Somebody buy me a new mic stand. The second gig I had this weekend, Friday night, at the Dovecot in Middlesbrough with the Red Hot Chilipinos. 
Okay, first of all, we've got to get to Middlesbrough. Pain in the ass. Never mind. Sometimes you just got to drive to Middlesbrough. Some- <laughs> that should be any the motto of any band. Sometimes you've got to drive to Middlesbrough. So, first of all, this bar is on Linthorpe Road in Middlesbrough, which is like the main uh, like club, uh, restaurants, takeaway. I guess it's kind of like the high street. So it's there's no way to park. Unless you're a taxi, there's no way to park. And if you haven't noticed already, bands come with equipment. So we get this. This should be all fucking sorted beforehand. So we get there. Run inside, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, just park out the back. We're like, we've parked on the fucking... Tell the... Fuck's sake. All right, fine. So we'll drive around the back. And as we're loaded in through the back door, we realise there's another band on. There's a duo on. And they're they're playing in, like... They're playing at the bottom of... There's a staircase behind them, and the staircase is closed off. So they're playing at the bottom of a staircase in between where the toilets are. Okay. We load all of our gear in, including two big amps, an entire PA system, lights, lasers, a smoke machine, fucking a full entire drum kit, boxes filled with leads and... XLR cables and all this shit and the minute we put the last a, a massive mix of desk the minute we put the last thing down that we own out of all of our music gear the manager comes over and says I can't put you on until 9 o'clock these guys are finishing at 9 you guys go on at 9 and we're like well if you haven't noticed already you fucking shit house we've got all this equipment to set up Sound check, test, make sure it works and everything. It's not like it's going to be an instant change-up. These guys are only two guys. We can't use their equipment, whatever, right? So far, so good. Uh, they clear an area for us to set up. Now, when I say they clear an area, imagine if you're if you're having a birthday. But it's not your 18th. It's not your 21st. It's not even your 30th. It's like your 32nd birthday. Where realistically... Nobody there wants to be... In fact, let's go older. Let's go 37th birthday. Say you hire... You book an area in a bar. This bar is quite a nice-looking bar. It looks all right, okay? To be honest, it's not the venue where you should have a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band on. I'll say that. It's quite nice. Not that we're not nice, but, you know, we'll play fucking songs about California and shagging underage women. That's their songs, not my songs. I love my songs. Doesn't matter. So imagine you go to this bar and you say, "I'm having a 37th birthday. Can we book out a space for me and two of my friends and three of my family, reluctantly, who want to come along?" So we're in this booth in the corner, and that's what they give us to set up our thousands of pounds worth of equipment to play our instruments, which are also worth thousands of pounds, to fucking nobody. Now, usually, I'm used to it by now, being squashed in a corner in a fucking room out of the way. This is a fucking tight squeeze. Anyways, eventually, the other band finished. We get set up. We're 20 minutes behind schedule because of the bars fuck up. Don't, don't put two cover... but Don't put two... Act on that are playing for an hour and a half back to back, alright? I'll just say that straight up the fucking. Uh, 
Anyways, time close. We'll open the set with, I believe, I can't remember the top of my head, but I believe Can't Stop and By The Way, two of the biggest Chili Pepper sets, right? And people are up, singing along, dancing along, everybody's having a good time. We're like, all right, this is a bit of an unusual space. Yeah, people are dancing along, it's fine. Then we started going to more albumy. It still hits, in my opinion, but obviously I'm a huge fan of the Chili Peppers, but more albumy type Maybe cuts that people haven't heard of or people aren't too familiar with. The people start to leave the venue. It's probably, what, half nine, quarter to ten at this point. And there is uh, five people sat watching us, two of which are really enjoying it, uh, a couple. Another two, another couple, are just asking for under the bridge after every song. We're like, we'll fucking get there, but we can't just spunk a load early and just play all the hits at the top and then just be stuck with B-sides from the 80s, you know what I mean? And then one guy who I think is so drunk, he doesn't realise what the fuck's going on, but he's air-drumming every song, so he's like my guy. Four or five songs in, we'll play the song Suck My Kiss from the critically acclaimed 1991 album Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Quite a raucous song, quite a heavy song, lots of drum fills and shit. The shit house manager who before told us that we weren't until nine o'clock, even though this other band are finishing at nine o'clock, and after just watching us load a lot of gear in the side door, comes over and says, You guys need to turn it down because there's nobody in the bar and it's driving people away. Despite three songs earlier, the people who, the, the little people that were in the bar, more than the five that we've made good friends with, <coughs> we're up dancing, singing along, loving every tune. Or we're playing a full volume. Okay. Do you guys know? Look, bassists, guitarists, even singers to an extent, we're going to lower volumes. We're going to not hit the strings as hard, but we're still playing the same thing. Do you know how difficult it is to play Chad Smith drum parts while hitting that like 30% volume? It's more difficult to do it that quiet than it is to play at full whack. Ay ay ay. So we're playing the set really quietly, and there's still these five people watching to the end. They the the first couple that I mentioned are absolutely fucking loving it, singing every word. They love it, they love it, they love it. Two songs from the end of our set. Two we played for an hour and like twenty minutes to five people quietly. And then two songs from the end. A group of about 50 people walk in and we all look at each other all of us at the same time it was like a pre-written sketch we all looked at each other and literally thought what the fuck is going on who's playing a fucking joke on a have these cunts all been for free burritos somewhere is that why they're all coming from one place and they're all in such a good mood what the fuck is going on so then, to keep the crowd on our side, who are coming in and all dancing, we go in under the bridge. And do the crowd love it? Of course they love it. It's a major hit from the 1991 critically acclaimed album from the California Alternative Rock Band, Grammy Award winning Walk of Fame Rock Band, Alternative Rock Band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who doesn't love a bit of Under the Bridge? Are there people coming up on stage taking the mic off Daz, our guitarist, and singing the back of vocals part towards the end that says, Under the Bridge, downtown? Yes. Do we like that? Usually no, but in this context, yes. 
So have we now played for an hour and a half to mostly no one, got to the end of our set list, and now the place is fucking heaving? Yes, do we then decide to be good musicians, keep the crowd going, and just cycle back through the hits once again? Yes, have we now played for longer than we were initially supposed to play? And... We, sh- we are now doing the venue a favour, even though they told us technically to go fuck ourselves and play quietly. Yes, and now are all the people dancing really attractive young ladies? Not according to me. My eyes are looking at the ceiling because my heart belongs to a little girl. Not a little girl. A, a regular girl. Not even a girl. A woman. My heart belongs to a woman in Derry, New Hampshire. Was I later told on the drive home that the dance floor was filled with very attractive women? Did that matter to me? No. Was my eyes pointing at the ceiling for most of it? Yes. And then after the show, after the show, after the show has finished, we've played for almost two hours straight now, Varying levels of dynamics and volume. Do we pack everything down and then do the so-called attractive ladies who I didn't notice because I had my eyes closed for all of it because my heart belongs to a girl, woman, woman, woman in Derry, New Hampshire. Did one of them ask... I'm not going to say that. Did one of them ask our singer out? But is he married? Yes. Did that matter to me? No, because my eyes were pointing at the ceiling. We've discovered this. Did one of the ladies then randomly out of nowhere corner us as we had almost finished packing all of our gear down and do the worm? Yes. Did we then load all the stuff in the van and then take a quick walk around so that so that the lads could get a palmo? Yes. Was it one of the strangest gigs I've ever played for various reasons? Yes. Did this also tack onto the emotional roller coaster of the night before with the free burrito incident? Yes. Have I had an up and down weekend of gigs? Yes. Have I enjoyed it? K- kind of. I'd like to make a bit more money, but that's neither here nor there. After the show, we were hanging out. Uh by the van and uh, like I said the lads were eating pommels and uh, our guitarist Daz has just started a new job and he said something about his job I can't remember I wish I could fucking remember it verbatim now but I can't remember quite exactly what happened uh, said something along the lines of uh, he doesn't speak to many new people at work and many people don't speak to him and then I said what I thought was one of the funniest things I've ever said is it's not even going to sound remotely funny. I say, it anyways. He said something like, "The people in his new work, I don't, they don't, they don't like me, and I, I don't like them." And I said, "Is that because you're a cunt?" Or no, nah, it's not funny. Trust us. At the time, it was really funny, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I laugh at my own jokes. I laugh at my own jokes. Fucking so what? Get a grip. <laughs> uh. Thanks to, uh, shout out to Carl, by the way, the bassist and the Chilipinos who uh, give me a lift there and back and listen to the podcast. And when, sure enough, as soon as the gig finished, told me that I had to talk about this gig on the podcast. And sure enough, of course I was making metal. While looking at the ceiling, not looking at the women, not looking at the women, while looking at the ceiling, of course I was making metal notes of what I talk about in the podcast. Because it was fucking bizarre. But it's all part and parcel. It's all the fun of the, place (laughs) 
31 minutes. Fucking hell. Um, well, thanks. I'm headlining Red Raw on the 22nd. What the fuck? Filipinos uh, are out and about. Find us on Facebook. We've got some stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to go up to Scotland soon as well. And we've got some uh, big Newcastle dates coming up with some other bands. And I'll tell you about them in due time. But if uh, all our gigs, all of the Chili Peppers gigs are on Facebook, Red Hot Chili Pinos. If you search us, you'll find us on there. And uh, oh, I've got them all blocked up. I am in the studio on Wednesday, back again with Martin. I'm making some new songs. And uh, I'm going to have plans for that in the future. Uh, on, oh, it doesn't matter if you listen to this. Is also on Wednesday, I'm at uh, Heart and Hop House, and so she's looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, 22nd, I'm headlining Red Raw in Newcastle. And uh, Red Raw is always a good night, and then I'm going to come at the end and ruin it, and hopefully there'll be some free burritos there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I've gone off on a mad one this week, but... Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, if you see me out... Look, this is a new thing I'm going to start. If we're out and about and you see us, you got to bring us a Pepsi Max. <laughs> Just demanding it. No, you don't have to do that. But that's my, that's my new thing. Instead of buying us mer- instead of buying me merch, or instead of... Uh, I don't have a Patreon, nothing like that. Just buy me a Pepsi Max. And we're all good. <laughs> all right, tell a friend. Okay, love you. Bye. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. I'm deadly fucking serious, by the way. You should now always leave the house with a Pepsi Max in case you see me anywhere. Can or bottle or big bottle or glass. I don't care. If you see me anywhere, approach me with caution, but hand me a Pepsi Max. (laughs)